Shibbity bop bada. I love theme songs from old sitcoms. And it always annoyed me before I realized what the whole idea was of being cut for time, that they would truncate them sometimes. You'd be ready to yeah. sing your favorite part and it's missing. And it'd be so disappointing. I ride with those shows that stuck to the whole theme song throughout the run of the show. They did not budge. They were like, no, we're playing this whole song. Even The Office, man, even The Office cut down some of the song. And it was like 10 seconds. I remember that. I've known a lot of shows that have done that. Like, it's just a cut it. I, I mean, yeah, like you said, for Dime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I know one, I mean, One Tree Hill, every once in a while. I got to bring it back, guys. Um, they stopped using their theme song after season four. Mm, that's real disappointing. Especially they, if you have a good theme song. Yeah. I mean, they start, well, because, they, because of the format of the show, the show changed dramatically between seasons. So they just decided to go in a different direction. And yeah. They the theme song. They just had an cu- opening uh, card for the show. That's it. Uh, Superman and Lois did that too, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. During this season, they just stopped using their theme altogether or they played a real sad version of it, you know? Yeah. It's it's budget cuts. They can't afford it anymore. CW is being held together by string and paper clips. (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) In spite of Zaslav's best attempts to end it, they're still holding on somehow huddled in a, in a broom closet at Warner yeah. Brothers Studio, maybe even the Water Tower. Maybe just the Warner Brothers and the sister are running the CW. <laughs> that would explain that final season of Riverdale. Some real Looney Tunes shit going on over there. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Looney Tunes, did you watch any of that new uh, Tiny Toon Adventures that started no. out? No, I didn't. No? Yeah. Not because I had anything against it, but because I just... There's so many shows. There's so many shows, but I wanted to give this one a try because I used to love Tiny Toon Adventures when I was a kid and you can never go back, you know? I mean, you want to go back, but you can't go back because you want the characters to sound exactly how you remember, but the voice actors from over 20 years ago are going to sound noticeably different or they're going to have new people doing the voices. Uh, You know, much credit to Eric Bauza. He's a guy who was doing like voices for fun mm-hmm. on like TikTok and Instagram and stuff like that. And he was discovered because he would do um, like dub overs of different movies as different characters. So he would do like bits of Harry Potter as Daffy Duck. And that's, <laughs> yeah, I've thing. seen people do things like that. So he's the majority of the Looney Tunes. Now he's definitely Daffy and bugs, you know, 100% of the time. Anytime you see one of those characters, he's playing them on screen. Um, he dresses up as no he's not doing that that's fine <laughs> <clears throat> he but dresses yeah. up as bugs bunny as a girl we don't know why <laughs> that must be incredibly hot you dress yeah. and not like hot as in oh yeah that's attractive but hot like well maybe temperature hot everyone's everyone has a preference everybody's got their something you don't judge and no. so we do I mean we do we've we do. definitely talked about furries before on this show I uh, am I am very much a, who am I to judge? And then I just judge. <laughs> who am I to judge? Oh, right. I'm me. Welcome <laughs> to the show, everybody. <laughs> this is judging time <laughs> with Lex and Matt. Welcome. <laughs> judging time. Now, see, that's that's another show that I really enjoy that I got to make time for every week. Winning time. Um AKA the story of how Magic Johnson is just a, a, an incredible dick. Um, oh yeah, I keep forgetting that that's back. I need to watch that. Yeah, this season, this season's really good too. It's really good. It's hard when I like because there there's some shows that I, just I watch, so it's like, eh, when am I going to get around to it? You know? Yeah, I know what you mean. And I'm there not a big fan shows. of watching stuff on my phone. Oh like yeah, YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't deal with that either. I was going to say, there's certain shows that I'll, I'll wait until, like, D is occupied doing something else that I'll, yeah. I'll save for then. Uh, and there's certain shows that I know she wants to watch together um, that we just don't have time to get through all of them. So there's always yeah. something on the back burner for us to watch. So it's been that way seemingly since the beginning of the pandemic. We, we made a watch um, schedule mm-hmm. for stuff we want to watch together. 
and it just it never exhausts there's always something yep same same here for sure we're re-watching we actually just started re-watching midnight mass kind of getting into spooky season stuff oh, yeah we're gonna do the twin peaks se- soon um, yeah the spooky season is upon us yes it is yeah we're bringing it early <laughs> we have to we have to will it thank god the temperature finally dropped here Man, yeah, it's been nice these past couple days here too. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we were cracking the nineties, and now it's like you know, sixties, seventies, which is my sweet spot. I love this weather. It's hoodie time. Mm-hmm. I can start wearing my hats again. I get real chill. You know, I'm irritable ninety percent of the time, and this weather it just makes me such a nicer person. So, you know, shout out to yeah. global warming for you know finally letting this I'm- happen. <laughs> I'm very irritable in the heat. So this summer has been tough. Uh, so yeah, it's finally not 107 or 111 here. Um, today it was like 78, which was incredible. Like, huge difference. Next week it's going to be in the 90s again, but I'm enjoying the rain and the relief right now. Very nice. What floor do you live on? You know, adding fuel to the fire for the stalkers that are looking for you <laughs> second second okay is that the top floor no good because yeah our our second floor is the top floor of the building so when mm. it gets hot we feel that <laughs> oh yeah 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 there's no cooling off up here it's just hot all the time no the, the hallways outside. are not well regulated but the apartments itself are good like we have a good system, I guess. So well, that's that's good. And it's, yeah. Sometimes it's the opposite for me. So I'll go out in the hallway, and it's cool in there, and I'm mm-hmm. like, "This is not fair. It doesn't get this chill in my apartment, or this warm, depending on the necessity." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Damn. I know they- it's an older it's an older HVAC though, and oh, yeah. we are absolutely boring the pants off of people right now. I want to talk to you. Yeah. About a couple of things. I want to talk to you first about Mortal Kombat. I don't know if you're into that game or not. I feel like I've asked you this recently, though. Yeah, I think we talked. I think we talked about this in the Discord. Okay. Um, but yeah, I-, I liked it to a degree when I was a kid. I thought the character designs were really cool. Yeah. Um, I always loved uh, Sub Zero. So they're um, doing this funny thing. They're doing this interesting thing with Mortal Kombat now because. Ever since the ninth, ninth iteration of it, they've refocused their um, f- focus to <laughs> make the storyline better, basically. As you can tell, it's I'm tired. Um, so the story actually got to a point where it, it reached its natural end for Mortal Kombat, and everybody was kind of like, what are they going to do next? So they decided to reboot it, but... And this is just a minor spoiler, right? So, okay. <laughs> because most people don't finish fighting game storylines anyway. No, no. I just, you just pick up, play it for a bit, put it back down. Exactly. My guy's in here. I want to be this guy. We're going to fight about it, whatever the case may be. So, at the end of the last game, um, <laughs> Liu Kang became the god, basically, mm-hmm. of Earthrealm. Uh, okay. It used to be Raiden. And since Liu Kang took over, he reset the timeline. Okay. <laughs> because by that point, you know, Mortal Kombat, everybody's got finishing moves. Everyone's killing each other. Guess what happened? Most of his friends were dead. So he decided to reset the timeline okay. with him as the benevolent god and Raiden as the um, commoner who suddenly discovers he has abilities. So this is going to be an interesting twist on the game. Uh, but from the DLC point of view, I'm excited because the characters that have been announced so far include... Um, Omni-Man from Invincible. Oh, shit. Um, Peacemaker from Peacemaker. Okay. Suicide Squad. And um, what is the guy's name from the boys, the main bad? Homelander. <clears throat> the main superhero. Homelander, Homelander is also in yeah. the game. Yeah. So you have these three just homicidal maniacs ready to duke it out and shoot at one another with laser beams and bullets, whatever the case may be. It's going to be crazy. But what I just saw now that made me want to talk to you about it is it's funny. Um, one of the characters, Shang Tsung, is a shapeshifter. Uh, he he has a finishing move that they added this time around. And it's basically just like a complete motion capture 
of the uh, five point palm death punch from Kill Bill. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. I just like that, you know, of course, it's much more gory when the heart explodes. But <laughs> even the point where, like, you know, the camera focuses on Uma Thurman where she's about to do the last hit and she hesitates mm-hmm. a little bit. It even does that. I was so impressed. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so yeah. I can't wait to play this game. The focus. And, and, uh, when is it? When does it come out? Tomorrow, actually. Oh, Hopefully it gets delivered. I'm excited. Um, and they have Jean-Claude Van Damme as a, as a bonus character, too. I completely forgot about that. <laughs> Reprising his role as Johnny Cage. That's fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, speaking of Quentin Tarantino, Uma Thurman, Kill Bill, everyone. Subscribe to my other podcast, written and directed by. <laughs> it was a natural setup. It was yep. perfect. You had to take it. I don't, Someone I, is going to be on an episode at the end of this month. Someone, someone. is. Someone's <laughs> going to guest star on it. So next month, the month of October, is going to be Kill Bill month. You guys know you want to watch a wall. Yeah. I mean, there's ne- there's never a bad time to rewatch Kill Bill. If it's on TNT, it's getting watched, mm-hmm. even with its truncated, you know, gore and everything, and the black and white oddness that they splice in there. But it's I still it. good. It's still enjoyable. Yeah. Anywho, moving on. Oh, this is actually a good transition for this too. Yeah. Um, I put a lot of there's a lot of old news on our notes because we um did we skip last week? We skipped last week, right? Yeah, we skipped last week. There was there was sickness from allergies. Things about, were happening. Yeah. Yes. But um <laughs> on, too right now, so am I. So yeah. Allergies on a certain, right now. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, it's going around. Um yeah. but on a, on on that certain episode of written and directed by, we mm. uh all decided <laughs> to say some very glowing <laughs> things about somebody who you know is near and dear to me, uh, one Drew Barrymore. And funny enough, she popped up in the news and not for a great reason. (laughs) I I don't understand this. I really don't. So people probably know by now that they've reworked her talk show so that it can restart and they can kind of, they're basically crossing the picket line because it is a WGA show. Yes. So I don't understand it on a lot of levels. One, why are they doing it again? Mm-hmm. Um, like, I, I don't understand why they can't just not cross that line. Two, I don't understand why you think it's a good idea to reformat your show yeah. in favor yeah. of working when you're going to essentially be scabbing and the WGA is going to hate you. And I just, this has never been a thing that I, uh, like... I, I've never gotten this vibe from Drew Barrymore. Also, is she not crossing the um, the SAG picket line too by doing this? Right, right. Now, I, I think she's at a point in her career where she's basically retired from acting. Right. Um, I imagine that if something good enough came along, she more than likely would get back into it. But, I mean, this seems comfortable to her to be able to just drive from her home every day, go to work, go back home on a daily basis. That's fine. It's understandable. Nothing wrong with that. Um, What is wrong here? You know, of course, when when this happened, when I heard about this news, uh, immediately what came to mind was during the last writer's strike, um, when shows like The Daily Show found a way to come back on the air Mm -hmm. uh, under the guise of A Daily Show, you know, because Mm -hmm. it didn't have writers. It was basically just Jon Stewart, uh, you know, with this content on a daily yeah. basis. And, you know, in a way you understand because it's it's pseudo reporting the news. And in a lot of ways, it was understood that this is the only way that some people do pay attention to the news. So right. it felt a little bit more understandable. Um, some of the late night shows, they followed suit. They came back without writers. It was just the host doing their thing, talking to celebrities because there was no SAG strike going on at the time as well. It was above board. There were loopholes that they utilized. However, since that last strike, those loopholes that these late night shows and other talk shows used have been closed. They have assessed that. They didn't want this to happen again, where they were able to come back on the air and basically, you know, toe the line. 
uh, and they close those loopholes. So what she's doing or what her team is doing is, you know, definitely scabbing. Yeah. And it, I actually was Googling it to see any, if there are any updates on this. I did see an update. Um, apparently she was going to host the upcoming national book awards ceremony, which is, um, basically a, like the, it says here, like the Academy awards in the publishing world yes. that was scheduled for November. And they rescinded the offer for her to host. Understandably. <laughs> so I'm surprised at this point, because this has been a few days now, right? We've heard these stories coming out where um, there was an anecdote that happened where a, a couple came to see the filming of her show because she yeah. was starting it back up. They were visiting Hollywood. They came to the show as they went into the studio. Uh, of course, the picketers were there, including the writers from her show. And they were handed a couple of uh, pins to stick on their their lapel, their shirt, whatever. Um, that said that they, were, they supported the yeah. WGA. Apparently... The security roughed them up mm. to a degree and told them, you know, we don't want you in here if you're going to be like spouting that nonsense. And they were promptly kicked out. Now, this couple claims they didn't know anything about the strikes. I think they were kind of playing aloof with the whole thing. But as soon as they got kicked out of the studio audience, they went outside and they spoke to some of the WGA members that were outside picketing, grabbed a T-shirt and grabbed a sign and started picketing themselves alongside them. Hmm. Yeah i I don't understand this at all. I think that she, unless she's the only thing I can think is that the net network was basically like, "Go back or you're done." Yeah, like I think literally it's a best, uh, contract. You know. Yeah, it's like I, I, nothing else makes sense to me. Right. Like people are saying, "Oh, she's like." I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't, unless there's also someone kind of like network wise whispering in her ear that like, you're responsible for all these people. All these people are going to be unemployed if you don't do this. You know, like I could see the empathy taking over in that situation. Sure. Um, you know, the many outweigh the few, which uh, I read that there were like three, at least three writers employed for her. Uh-huh. So not a giant writing staff, not that that diminishes anything, of course, like it's still a writing staff and she should not cross the picket line. But, you know, if she's looking at, you know, a hundred people who were employed for her and then, you know, versus three, like, I, I don't know. I, I think I could see that being a thing or, you know, she's looking at losing this job that she loves dearly. And yeah. I'm not saying, I, I mean, everyone who's on strike is looking at that. So it's, it's not a defense of her. It's just the only explanation I can think of. And that's that makes fair. Sense. I mean, that's understandable. We want to make this make sense because Drew Barrymore, what we're hearing coming out of there, this is definitely not her brand. You know, no. this isn't the empathetic woman that sits on the ground and looks up doe eyed at her guests and holds their hand as they tell sad stories about yeah. their lives and that sort of thing. It's not, how she projects herself on TV. We're hearing stories about security now after that incident that I just explained, searching people's bags before they even come into the taping, you know, um, turning away Which people. They that weren't have searching on. bags before. That's wild, but okay. Confiscating, confiscating buttons and stuff, personal it's belongings. Stupid. Yeah. Crazy stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, and I just, I don't get it. And, and the silence is deafening. Mm -hmm. any type of statement, any type of defense is, has not been forthcoming as of yet. So I'm interested in hearing what they have to say. You know, some allowances have been made for independent films and, and certain projects and stuff like that. Uh, people want to bring up A24. A24 is not a distributor. A24 is a studio. They're still an ind independent film studio, even though they've had so much success lately. Uh, you know, so it's on a case-by-case -case basis. And that studio made a deal with SAG, with WGA, to actually honor the request that they've been making. Any studio can do that, but A24 chose to do that proactively. So <coughs> um, that's fine. But Drew is CBS, so it makes... <laughs> she's paramount. Yeah. Apparently, Bill Maher is, doing, is now following suit and coming back as well without writers. Now see, that tracks for him. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, I wouldn't have been so surprised if it was Bill Maher in the first place, but not Drew. This is very odd. Yeah, I I maybe I think too much <laughs> of the situation <laughs> and I'm I want to find a reason for it, but you know, I don't know. I think it's I think it's stupid. I think it's I think it's career suicide, honestly. Like it it's terrible because in the end, these are all you know, the people who are going to be writing for you, if you ever do want to decide to go back to acting, um, they're going to be writing for your show when this eventually ends, because it will end. Yeah. You have to yeah. think this through. Mm -hmm. Think it through, Drew. Come on. <laughs> All right, that was bad. I wanted to, uh, I want to move on. Let's talk about something else. Let's talk about your girl. Let's talk about Taylor Swift. Oh, what now? Let's Talk about you? this era's tour, movie, and mm -hmm. the records it's breaking. So, it seems like we talk about Taylor Swift every week now. It's kind of interesting. She's uh, <laughs> in the in the zeitgeist. It's kind of hard to avoid. Yeah. She uh, just won a VMA last night. She won or a several. Lot. I think she won like nine. Goodness gracious. Show of the yeah. summer video visual effects pop video cinematography mm -hmm. album artist song direction wow just non-stop yeah non-stop show of the summer that's kind of surprising i mean you know no disrespect to taylor but she ain't up there performing like beyonce is you know and i i don't far be it from me to be a black gentleman from chicago that is pitting taylor swift against beyonce mm -hmm. because that's that's just passe we've been there um but it is interesting. Show of the summer. Okay. That's yeah. All right. Yeah. Cool. It doesn't surprise me that she was given that award. Like, mm. because I do think like she, I mean, she's won up against Beyonce before. That was the, like the notorious, um, you know, Kanye incident was that. And it's not always the right call. Won a lot of awards. Yes. What else is going on? <laughs> i feel like you had a lot more than that but that's all right I, I don't i don't remember it's okay it's okay zencaster you will pay for this uh <laughs> <laughs> this episode brought to you by zencaster no <laughs> when you feel like spending 20 dollars only to have the podcast drop out on you like that zencaster uh no congratulations to taylor, to taylor swift uh, you know, I think a lot of a lot of what it has to do with these uh, award shows as well is who's going to show up. Yeah. And it's pretty much guaranteed Beyonce's not going to show up to most award shows. Mm -hmm. So she doesn't need you to. want somebody who's going to be there and stand on stage and say what an honor it is and be thankful. and Yeah. And Taylor gets wine drunk and funny, which she did last night. There's lots of stuff on Twitter about that. Um, but yeah. Some other notable um, occurrences from last night's VMAs. NSYNC got together again and stood next to one another and everyone lost their minds. Mm -hmm. uh, Remember there's going to be a tour with them. So, <laughs> Man of the Woods is coming back. Um, <laughs> Megan Thee Stallion ran into Justin Timberlake backstage and she was very animated with her hands and people thought that she was cussing him out. She was not. She was saying how badly she had wanted to meet him and they're going to have to hang out soon. Literally, that's what happened. Mm -hmm. uh, she posted a TikTok about that later, showing them palling around and doing that sort of thing. Uh, what else did I hear secondhand? Oh, Selena Gomez um, <laughs> made a wonderful face uh, when Chris Brown was announced as, mm -hmm. as a nominee for something. And uh, valid. You know, she yeah. Like apparently, she, she apparently like she just went on her Twitter, or her Instagram, and was like, "I'm not going to make faces anymore. I'm tired of being a meme or whatever." And was kind uh -huh. of, I was like, "But we're laughing, like not at you. We're laughing with you. Like we think right. that was funny and charming." <laughs> you you know, it's valid. It's valid. You know, um, shout out to Selena Gomez. She's killing it. Yeah, on absolutely. Artists in the building as well. I think she can sing too. I haven't heard anything from her, but yeah, I, I hear I, I hear good things. You've definitely heard some things from her. You might just not Come have on. realized it was her. Okay, she's I had a know. lot of hits. Okay, yeah. I mean, 
if you listen to that sort of stuff, sure. <laughs> You've heard the radio, Matthew. The radio, you say? What is this antiquated device you speak of? The radio. I don't know, but it's in the air. It's, <laughs> it's in the all trees. around you. Right now? It's like the force. <laughs> right on. So, um, yeah, that was a roundabout way of talking about the VMAs. Um, the Eras Tour movie that's going to be playing in AMC theaters. Uh, apparently, the pre-sale beat out both No Way Home and Star Wars The Force Awakens for single-day sales records. That's fucking so, wild. I know. Like, I know she's she's massive, like, <laughs> and that everyone wants to go on this tour and everyone's upset, but, like, and I'm one of those people, but, like, that's insane. It's like a rubber band effect, too. You know, when we were on lockdown for so long, people really got time to consider what they missed most about getting out in the world. Mm-hmm. One of those things was going to the movies. Another one was concerts. You can do both at the same time. Why not? Have a blast. Have fun. Um, you know, we saw some big movies coming out this year. People are really getting back in those theaters, for better or worse. Um, the Riot Fest is about to happen in Chicago this weekend, and everyone's so jazzed about that. Uh, yeah. So, you know, the world is 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 hungry to get back out there and mix it up, uh, especially with <laughs> announcements that COVID rates are going back up. People I was going to say, in that time fun. for the new wave. They want to get in that fun while they still can. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. So be careful I know, out there, folks. How many people do you know that have COVID or have had COVID in the past couple of weeks? No My one is really. three. Really? Three people, huh? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't heard about anybody in my in my uh, friend group that's gotten it. So I don't know. Hopefully that trend continues. But, yeah, you know, I just want everybody to be healthy. I, I want everybody to be able to see their families and friends and everything like that. A, a buddy of mine and his wife, well, she's my buddy, too. They, uh, <laughs> they had a baby. And I'm so happy for them. And I would eventually like to meet this child. I <laughs> would. You know? Is the baby with the people that I think that it, it is? Is it Aaron and Liz Amendola? Yeah. Congratulations to them. Yeah. Oh, they, they had, a had a baby. The baby. I, the baby. That's yeah. right. <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah. I'm glad. I haven't yeah. seen anything, so that's the only way I know. <laughs> it's like social media. Yeah. Yeah. I saw a picture. Baby's adorable. You know. Aww. I'm not even. I'm not even doing that thing where I'm being nice and it's like, oh yeah, it's a weird looking baby. But most babies are. No, it's a cute baby. So they seem so excited. That's awesome. Congratulations yeah. to them. Indeed. <laughs> but yeah, right. I didn't want to drop names because I didn't know how private that was going to be. <laughs> oh no, no. When it's good news, I share your entire legal name on the podcast to congratulate <laughs> you. That's right. So there's no mistake. <laughs> People who wrong me, though, and you know who you are, I will allude to you. You will be scared. <laughs> oh, Lord. Can you tell we're recording a little bit later tonight, everyone? We are. We and are. And we we're are. a little bit loopy because of it. <laughs> say, say, for example, if I was to allude to someone who I thought was cool with me, who didn't invite me to their surprise birthday party for their spouse. Oh, I'm not going to say your name, <laughs> but we're going to move on. I Am Legend 2 I, is happening. <laughs> okay, I'm going to need more info about that later off mic. But anyway, continue. I Am, I am Legend, Legend 2. 2, apparently, yes. we're talking about this. Yes. So, you know, of course. The first one wasn't bad enough. They have to make another one. <laughs> not only was the first one, not only did the first one not set the world on fire, but the alternate ending was better received than the original, than the theatrically theatrically released ending of the film. What was the alternate ending? So the alternate ending was basically um, at the the original ending had Will Smith sacrifice himself uh, in order to destroy the zombie vampires that mm-hmm. he kind of helped create. Um, in the alternate ending, he got away. Mm-hmm. Because he had just found a cure for this disease, and he went to uh, find a human encampment somewhere off in the distance after losing everyone he cared about and 
mm-hmm. everyone who was there and dear to him. Okay. I think the dog survived in the uh, in the alternate ending too. So oh, people were glad yeah. about that. Um, yeah, so they're going with that version, and Will Smith will be joined by a dog and Michael B. Jordan. Uh, in the sequel so that's in the works allegedly you know you still got to take everything with a grain of salt because technically these conversations and deals aren't supposed to be happening right now so you never know right (laughs) you never know i feel like this has been a rumor for a while but yeah i didn't like the original i am legend um because i think it's a piss poor adaptation of an amazing amazing story like Go, you know, I'd recommend everyone read the source material for that, like, rather than watching the movie. But maybe the sequel will be better. I think so. I hope so. Um, It's also interesting to note that in the first movie, they teased a Superman-Batman crossover film that hadn't even been planned yet. And in between the first movie and the second one, we will have seen that (laughs) Superman-Batman crossover the rise and fall of the entire DCU and then the sequel to I am legend, which is kind of weird when you think about it. That is kind of weird. Yeah. Hmm. So yeah, that's happening. Allegedly. Uh, Another rumor going around is that there's a new pirates of the Caribbean in the works this time from a creator, Craig Mazin, who was Craig Mazin. You may ask Craig Mazin is the really douchey guy from um, that one show. That comes on Apple Plus. Uh, also, he's the showrunner for The Last of Us, based on the hit video game. That's right. Oh, cool! Yeah. I, wasn't this already going to be a thing? I thought Margot Robbie was supposed to be like leading new Pirates of the Caribbean film. Oh, I hadn't heard about that. Interesting. Yeah, I thought. So. Let me Google it. Hold on. It's so funny when I when I first saw Craig Mazin pop up as the showrunner for uh, The Last <laughs> of Us. I'm like the the weird douchey guy from Mythic Quest, the tester who was kind of cringy. Apparently, he's got a uh, more than one skill under his belt. I mean, he played the hell out of that character. I mean, it was believable. Mm-hmm. I kind of hated him. The first couple episodes of Last of Us, I'm like, I don't want to hear this guy talk about how he made this episode, what went into it. I don't <laughs> care about him. But I can't. Okay, around. so the last big update for Pirates of the Caribbean six was that it was supposed to be Margot Robbie, mm. um, and like i i think it was kind of, it was like last year like december of last year it was like oh it's not dead yet you know <laughs> so yeah. now but now with the success of barbie oh yeah that if they already have a contract which i don't know they might be like okay you can write this movie but make her the lead which <laughs> i think they'd be stupid not to if she wants to do it like she sells tickets go that's true. That is true. Make it happen. But yeah, that'd be interesting. Um, obviously, The Last of Us is a great adaptation. So I'd be curious to see where that goes. I hope they just do, kind of do a fresh start. Not a full reboot, but I don't want to see Johnny Depp again. No, I, it's, I'm so burnt out on... I, even before all that stuff was coming out about Johnny Depp mm-hmm. and all that. You know, I was so burnt out on that character. I was so burnt out on people dressing up like Jack Sparrow at conventions yeah. and trying to act like him. And, you know, it's like him, It was Deadpool and Harley all tied for, you know, just the most overdone cosplay. I'm, I'm glad people are fans. I am. I understand you are a fan of that character. Um, Please don't feel like you have to act drunk at me. I don't, I don't need that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think Punisher is one that's overdone too. Oh yeah. It's yeah. such an easy cosplay too. Yeah, I think that's why. And it's just people are gun-obsessed. Anyway. So let's get into a little bit more strike news here. Yeah. Um, Warner Brothers Discovery says it's taking a 300 to $500 million hit in their 2023 earnings due to the dual strikes that are ongoing. I would also add the abomination that was the Flash movie to that <laughs> as well. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> And that's just Warner Brothers, right? That's just Warner Brothers. Yeah. And what's so, interesting is... Go ahead. No. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Keep going. You're good. The the uh, people striking have noted that the money that they claim they've lost due to the strikes mm-hmm. would pay what they're asking for for at least three years or mm-hmm. more. So, yeah. 
I mean, they're, they're looking that, for sympathy with this announcement. It's, it's doing the opposite. It's that old thing, like that, that business thing where it's like, um, is it cheaper to bring people on and keep retraining them, rehiring them by running a shitty business where you can't retain employees? Or is it better to actually take care of your employees? <sighs> Turns out right. it's actually cheaper and better to just take care of people. Um, What's more, it seems that uh, announcements are coming out through all the, um, you know, the entertainment websites that overall deals yes. with some top talent yes. are being suspended, not terminated, but suspended. That distinction is very important, and I'll tell you why. So Deadline broke this story um, September 6th, saying that Warner Brothers suspended overall deals with Greg Berlanti, uh, who's responsible for the Flash and Arrow uh, shows and, and mm -hmm. much more. Bill Lawrence, of course, he of uh, Scrubs and all kind of other Ted great Lasso. shows. Yeah. Ted Lasso. Oh, God. Ted Lasso. Yeah, that that's the top of the list for him now. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, Mindy Kaling, uh, who is responsible for the Mindy Project. Mm -hmm. And that's all I got off the top of my head for her. Right. Um, so why it's important, the distinction of suspending. It's basically not saying that their deals are ended. It's saying that they're not going to continue to honor these deals. Basically, they're adding time on to these deals. They're still locked right. into them while it's paused for the strike. Yeah. So it's not taking any money out of their pocket. It's not saying that, you know, they're they're losing an opportunity to work with Warner Brothers. It's just saying, hey, you know, we're going to pause this deal until the strikes are over. Then it'll restart. And we'll continue working with you. That's all. Which, but it sounds ominous. Yeah, which seems rational when you like go through that. But it really is just, I think, another tactic to kind of put pressure to end the strike. Absolutely. And it didn't work. Greg Berlanti ended up donating like half a million dollars right after this happened to the, you know, the guild. So it's not, that's not going to work. Right. Yeah. NBC did something um, similar where they paused deals with um, The Rock and uh, who's the guy that runs SNL? Uh, Lauren Michaels. Lauren Michaels. Yeah. Who's basically wrapping it up anyway, career wise. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they they basically put those on hold as well. Same thing. It's like, you know, what what can they do during this strike? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. So it's whatever. For sure. I, I don't know. I just, I, I think, I think differently. I mean, I know you think the same way. I just don't understand what the studios think the end game is here because they're hemorrhaging money over this. And to what end? To, I mean, to bust unions? You're not going to. Hollywood is a union town. Like it is very, very pro-union. I, I just, I don't think this ends well for them. It no, hasn't in the past either. They haven't won. No. Oh, there's there's more. Disney yeah. Entertainment suspends deals with producers, including uh, Yara Shahidi, Justin Hartley, and Billy Porter. But what's different for Disney is they intend to continue to pay assistance amid the strikes. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So yeah. shout out to them for doing that. Yeah. I mean, pay everybody what they deserve, but you know, at least they're, they're basically maintaining uh, decorum by doing that, I guess. Yeah. I didn't realize Justin Hartley had a deal. That's interesting. <laughs> it's your boy, Aquaman. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'll never forget. I'll never let it go. He was our Aquaman. He was, he's the OG Aquaman. The OG Aquaman. <laughs> Adam Sandler is going to launch a 25 city North American stand-up tour called I Miss You. Next I'm in. Month. I'm sold. <laughs> are you an I'm Adam Sandler buying fan? Buying the tickets now. Like yeah. legitimately, are you an Adam Sandler yeah, fan? That's that's not even a joke. I love him. Because uh, sometimes your sarcasm sounds like you mean it and vice versa. I don't know. No, that's fair. I'm I'm not joking. I love him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't like any of his recent movies or most okay. of his recent movies, but like he's made some of the best comedies and 
has made some great music and shit too. Like he's just, I think he's so fun and funny. And I love that he dresses like a dad all the time. He's always in dad mode. I appreciate that. (laughs) That's right. It was an Adam Sandler summer this year for a lot of ladies dressing like Adam Sandler, just chilling. That's That's been my fucking outfit choices since I was a kid. So (laughs) yeah i think a lot of people just realize like holy shit i am adam sandler yeah what's peak sandler for you like what's his what's his crowning achievement movie wise to you i think there are different there are different things that you go to his movies for like okay if you're talking about like a romantic comedy that's also hilarious obviously you can go to the wedding singer but if you just want a straight up slapstick stupid movie that's fucking hilarious and will crack you up every time is Billy Madison. Like, but that's that's literally just those two. You you can go to Happy Gilmore, you can go to Fifty First Dates, you can like you can keep going to the well. He's so funny. He is. You know, I'll give you that. Um it's kind of odd because you know his 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 Big circle, Daddy, come on. His circle, his circle of of people he works with, vary in quality from feast to famine. You know, you got Rob Schneider, mm-hmm. you got Chris Rock, you got Kevin James. Yeah, Kevin yeah. James. Um, yeah, I just it's you know. Uh, Fifty First Dates was great. Waterboy, Matt. Eight Crazy Nights. Eight, Eight Crazy, Crazy Nights, Nights is an underrated classic. Funny People, I think, is is underrated still. Airheads. You know. Oh, Airheads. That you can't touch. Airheads. That's Airheads just is yeah. amazing. Yeah. See, I would have at one point said that's Pete Sandler, but I mean, he had a long career after that too. What can you say? Um, also, that new movie that his daughters are starring in with him looks really good. The Netflix oh, one. Oh, the you're not invited to my bar mitzvah. Bat mitzvah, yeah. Bat mitzvah, yeah. Yeah, I think it looks good. What was the one where he was the uh, the jewelry salesman? Uncut gems. Uncut gems, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was really good. It was. It was surprising. It was surprising. It was dark. I still haven't seen that movie. Um, the one that he made last year. The drama. I think he's he's been doing more dramas, and I appreciate that. Yeah, he's he's all over the place. He's got a, a series of films with um, Jennifer Aniston now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's got an overall deal with Netflix. You know, he's, oh he's yeah, he's guy. a lot of money from that. Yeah, you know, I I had the same. <laughs> I had a similar conversation at work a, a few weeks ago about Mark Wahlberg because you know just that. At face value, I'm like, Mark Wahlberg cannot act. What if I was like, I fucking love Mark Wahlberg. I would cancel this show. That'd be it. (laughs) That'd be the end. That's it. (laughs) We're done. (laughs) No, you could could make a case for Mark Wahlberg being a good actor. You could. No. He's a horrible person, but you could make a case for him being a decent actor. He's not, Uh, though. He really is not. No. Like, his his best role is where he's playing a dumbass porn star with a big dick <laughs> in that order. <laughs> yeah. What was that one? He was in Wahlberg and Wahlberg, uh, Rockstar, where he was the, Oh, I never saw that. <laughs> I, I had to, I had hate to admit it. I liked that movie a lot. I thought it was funny. I thought it was good. That was very entertaining. He leaned into his permanent scowl and played Max Payne at one point. I forgot um, about that. Mila Kunis was in it. Speaking of people ruining their careers. Wait, Mila Kunis was in Max Payne? Yeah, she was. She was, um, what's her face? She's the lead. Wow. She's the I female lead. I forgot about that completely. Yeah. Um, Planet of the Apes, I thought he was decent in that. I, I don't know. It's weird. There are worse actors. Italian job. Yeah, that was good. Ted. Oh, The Departed. The Departed. Yeah, he's great in yeah. The Departed. See, that's what I'm saying. There are certain films you could make a case that he's all right. But he's but just he playing. But here's the thing. In The Departed, he's just playing a trashy cop. 
kind of thing. <laughs> like he's he's not. It's not that big of a fucking stretch. It's the role he was born to play. Yeah. He whoever his management is does a great job helping him pick roles. That's that's. I'll give him that. One I'll of my favorite things. Have you ever seen that? Like, a, I don't remember how many years ago it was, but he posted his schedule. His Mm-mm. like daily schedule. Do you remember that? He wakes up no. at like. <sighs> okay, hold on. <laughs> All right, here we go. Let me Mark Wahlberg's up. daily schedule. Let's see if we can follow along. How long does he spend praying? Because I know he's a big he's a big Jesus guy. <laughs> Don't worry, praying's in here. I bet it is. He posted his quote unquote typical daily schedule. <laughs> okay. Two thirty a.m. Wake up. Two forty five a.m prayer time of course 3 15 a.m breakfast 3 40 to 5 15 a.m workout then he has a post-workout meal 6 a.m shower 7 30 a.m golf he only golfs for 30 minutes which doesn't make any fucking sense no another snack he's just putting around his backyard (laughs) another snack 8 a.m okay um 9 30 a.m he does cryo chamber recovery Another snack. How long, how long does that last? Uh, it looks like an hour. Daily? Yeah. An hour. 11, prior, oh, okay. 11 a.m. He has family time, meetings, work calls. That goes on. <laughs> that's only two hours. 1 so, p.m. Lunch. Before 11 a.m. Don't talk to him. Yeah. Don't be family. Don't be friends. Don't mm-hmm. do business. He ain't hearing it. Before 11 a.m., he, he made time for Jesus, but he's not making time okay. for the wife and kids. Oh, no. Not before 11. 2 p.m., more meetings, work calls. 3 p.m., pick up kids at school. 3.30, oh. another snack. 4 p.m., <laughs> 4 p.m., workout number two. 5 p.m., Ooh. shower number two. 5.30, dinner slash family time. 7.30 p.m., bedtime. Here's the thing. This fucker's waking. He's I know he's dumb because he's waking up at 2:30 a.m. and going to bed at 7:30 p.m. He could just wake up at 6 and then go to bed at a normal time at like 11 no. and it would See, be the that exact throws off, That throws off his whole schedule. It would be the exact same schedule. The, <laughs> the time would be the same. Like, the amount of time he spends doing each thing would be the same. Listen, he's got to leave time after 7 p.m. to pretend that he's going to go to sleep and then get up, hop on Twitch, and stream to his many followers on there. He's got a whole Minecraft server that he's got to take I, care of, Lex. Listen, I sleep like the dead. I love sleep. I usually fall asleep quickly and or before Kayla and everything. Like... I've always been like, all right, I'm going to bed now around 11. You know, that's that's who I am. If I I don't understand going to bed at 730 at night, do you not have existential dread? Do you not lie awake thinking about everything terrible you've ever done and fucked up with your life? Marky Mark, you should, if not, you really should, because you've made way more mistakes than I have. And yet you have no regrets that keep you up at night. Come on. There's a lot of supplements and medication that are going into that, too. Now, unlike you, who sleep like the dead, I sleep like a fugitive from the law. At a moment's notice, I can wake up, and my heart is beating like a fucking rabbit, and I am ready to go. I wake up for work, and I just stand up, and I walk out the fucking door. No, I don't do that. I actually do. You know, Some of the Wahlberg stuff, I I watch. (laughs) But yeah, man, like, ain't no sleep happening over here. And let me tell you, I still feel exhausted just hearing that schedule. Uh, he's, it he, sounds terrible. It does. When does he take Mark time? Mm-mm-mm. The golf. I don't know. That's Marky Mark time. I guess, yeah. Golfing every day, also. Every day. Always I, on vacation. I don't know, dude. I don't. I wouldn't want to golf every day. I I like spending time with my partner. Yeah. If I had kids, I'd I'd like to imagine I like spending time with them. I'm not saying never golf. You know, everyone should have hobbies. I think hobbies are healthy and fun. I do too. I think it's important for relationships for yeah. each person involved to have their own specific hobby too. Of course. So that you know you can come back and 
discuss with one another, like things that you've learned, things that you're excited about, that sort of thing. It keeps relationships fresh. That's Matt's relationship tip for today's episode. But yeah, like I, have you ever golfed? Are you, have you ever tried to golf before? No. I've been to a driving range. I've played mini golf. And let me tell you. Oh yeah, mini golf. Yeah, I'm terrible at mini golf. Yeah, you know, most people are. It's there's nothing that appeals to me about it. And I really think that a lot of people don't like to golf and I think they treat it as a flex that they can afford to golf. Yeah. That's just my opinion. <laughs> I also <clears throat> it takes a lot of time. And I think some people like golfing because it's literally a, like it it does seem to be like predominantly men doing it and I think yeah. it's like escape from responsibilities in life that's kind of how i view it sometimes not gonna lie yeah yeah and i you know i i have a lot of i have a lot of hippie thoughts too about like just the fact that they're taking over all that land just to put a little white ball around um and and basically suppressing the the greenery that wants to grow there yeah and they're pumping horrible chemicals into the environment to maintain that green lush bullshit. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Environmental blight. <laughs> See, we paid attention to Captain Planet growing up. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Um, I saw Indiana Jones five. I didn't like it. I, oh, hey, wait, wait. I thought it was better than four. I'll say that about it. Oh, that's good. A hundred percent. Uh, kind of. <laughs> Enough said. Continue. Yes. I also saw the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem film, and it continues the tradition of every iteration of the Ninja Turtles being endearing enough to forgive them for yet another reboot. It's a great, yeah. great start to another iteration of Ninja Turtles. I am excited for the kids that get to experience these characters for the first time. I like all the changes that they made. Well, most of them anyway. And uh, man, Seth Rogen, he is on a roll with just producing. He's responsible for this. The Boys, Invincible, Preacher. I mean, he is on a fucking roll. And yeah, this is He's... this is another win. So not in this case, but in the in the other projects you're talking about, he's very smart about seeing a thing and going, that would adapt really well. Mm-hmm. All of those, you know, shows that you're describing, like those are really popular comic books that already have a fan base built in and they would adapt well. <laughs> Preacher was the only one that really wasn't as successful, right? Yeah. Yeah. But Preacher's already a hard sell. It's weird. In the first yeah. place. You know, it's very sacrilegious. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it was definitely a, a, a project of its time. Uh, it's <laughs> rough around the edges to say the least and broadcasting it on basic cable. That was a choice. It was definitely meant for HBO, yeah, but they did the best with what they could. I and- think it would have done better had it been now and on a- Amazon with his other shows. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. But they didn't trust him at that point as a producer. So he had to earn that. And so at the very least, I think Preacher helped him, you know, get that under his wings a little bit. But yeah, I've I'm a fan of what he's doing. So, you know, Ninja Turtles, check it out if you if you're even slightly interested in it. I'm really interested in it for sure. I want to watch yeah. it. The, the music only is thing, great, you know. <laughs> yeah. The only thing yeah. I've been watching lately is Survivor still. <laughs> There's Random a lot to seasons get through. of Survivor. <laughs> yeah. And yes. um I've been binging I, I'm actually caught up on the series that I've been listening to um like this particular series within the podcast of you must remember this which is like the hollywood history podcast mm, okay um it's really really popular and I'm, I'm not sure if you've ever listened to it but it's like deep dives into a particular subject of hollywood um a lot of it is earlier hollywood but this one that i'm listening to <laughs> that i've i've listened to the 80s one because they did a series on 80s erotica films. Hmm, and then okay. now they're doing 90s erotica films, which is being much longer because the genre just blew up then. And it is 
so fascinating. It's it's an amazing deep dive into the films as well as the celebrity, the pop culture, everything involved with that era. And also reflecting back on certain things of like, this was even worse in retrospect because we know this now or, you know, whatever. It's it's so good. It's so well done. I cannot recommend it enough if you love movies and movie podcasts and historical deep dive type of things. I love all of those things. I'm going to check it out. Yeah, yeah, I would. And honestly, you can listen to like any episode or little series within that that interests you. But like it just flows so well too. Like I listen to it while I'm working and I just go episode after episode. That's why I've burned through it so quickly because I just keep listening to it. Hmm. Um, you know, a lot of times people ask me what I'm listening to podcast wise and aside from written and directed by, <laughs> I also, uh, have been checking out Naked Lunch with, uh, Phil Rosenthal mm, yeah, and, uh, David Wilde where they just sit down and they have a, 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 they have a meal with a celebrity or just somebody from their lives. And there was an episode, um, that they, they did a few months ago with Paul Rubin. Uh, of course, you know, well before he passed away. And um, it was just so endearing hearing how much of a, an impact uh, Paul's career had on on Phil and how it inspired him, not only what type of uh, entertainment he wanted to create, but also what type of person he wanted to be. And I, I thought that was just a, a sweet moment between those, those, those two men. Um, I've also been listening to Lil Rel, uh, his, his show, keeping it real. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Where, you know, he, he's been getting a lot of work lately and the man is really um, in great shape now. He really is working on his image and everything. And it's always cool to see somebody just kind of like working hard to stay mm-hmm. uh, in, in uh, work his way into the limelight basically and, and working hard to make sure people think that uh, he belongs there, which I feel like he does. Um, but it's just him and his buddy, um, young Wayne having conversations every week. Um, but what I love about the show is like, he'll just throw in little anecdotes about his time, uh, on the Carmichael show. Cause him and, uh, Gerard Carmichael is still close friends. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's been working with John Cena a lot cause they've, they've had that, uh, vacation friends movie. Uh, a couple of those have come out. Uh, he shared his thoughts about Chris Rock's last special and how he was a little disappointed in how Chris Rock decided to address, the slap situation. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's just some good insights to black Hollywood. And uh, the most recent episode, they were talking about rappers who have become actors uh, to varying degrees of success. Oh, that's a fun genre. Yeah. Yeah. So where I left it, because I'm not even done with the episode yet, but I'm, I'm excited to get back to it. Um, They were talking about Queen Latifah and how, yeah, like there are people in this world who never knew she was a rapper because of how well, she acts in any project she's in. I'm like, yes, yes. Yeah. She, I, I was one of those people that like would forget because she's so well known as an actress now. Yeah. She's great. You know, and she just keeps on getting better. Um, So yeah, check that out. Uh, But yeah, I'm going to check out this podcast you mentioned here. I, (laughs) I think I gotta, I gotta give up on uh, Neil Brennan's podcast simply because I miss his old one where it was just him having a conversation. Mm-hmm. Now he's trying to fit it into this specific mold of his yeah. last stand-up special called Blocks, where he's talking about like the struggles that different people have and stuff like that. You know, it's it's another conversation podcast, kind of in the same vein as a Mark Marin or something like that. And I, I really. I miss his voice in there and not just trying to stick to that format. So, you know, yeah, take it or leave it. You might find it interesting. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I go back and forth with the types of podcasts that I like to listen to, you know, right now I'm very much into this, like serialized version ones and like everything like that. Historical ones. I've been watching also like, you know, just throwing on like a YouTube historical video or something like that while I work. Oh yeah. Yeah. I love doing that too. I, I've talked about how I love the funk land. I hope they come back yeah. with new episodes soon. Uh, Kevin Perjurer, who is the producer of the funk land sat down with Adam Conover recently. Uh, Adam Conover of Adam ruins everything. 
and many other projects. Uh, he has a podcast as well, and he got to talk to him about it. And, it, and they had a, a weird um, generational breaking point where Kevin, who was the younger man, started talking to uh, Adam about the Wiggles. And Adam is like, what is a Wiggle? <laughs> and he's like, wait, 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 you don't know what a Wiggle is? He's like, come on, fruit salad, yummy, yummy. And I'm like in the same camp as Adam. I'm like, what the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> and I looked it up. I'm like, oh, okay. It's just the kids like, you know, um, I'm really going to date myself now. Uh, the elephant show. <laughs> the skin of a rinky dinky dink show with the three oh, people. Yeah. yeah. I know what you're talking yeah. about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it, it's kind of the same vein where they just get up and start dancing. One of- like, one of the best kids. 30 rock jokes is that they have the woggles and Jenna Jenna decides to Yoko Ono the waddles. So, yeah. Okay. All right. Now, yeah. I mean, a lot of that stuff went over my head, obviously, but okay. That makes sense now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So, speaking of podcasts, I think that's enough for us. Yeah. <laughs> That pretty much covers it, guys. Thank that you so much for joining it. us yet again. Yes, yes. We oftentimes discuss things uh, in the Discord in a little bit more depth that we cover on the podcast. We share different links and clips and stuff like that of what we talk about just to get your feedback and kind of hear what you have to say about it. Um, I shared a couple things in the Discord today, including the uh, Indigestible Man clip from the Tick that we talked about last episode. Um shit's as wild as i remembered it so definitely it is worth your time to join in on the fun come to our discord have some laughs with us lex and what is it uh patreon.com slash lex and matt a dollar gets you in we'll never kick you out unless you act like a butt yeah come on down we haven't kicked anyone out yet so maybe you'll be the lucky one <laughs> who knows we know very few butts, and I'm happy about that. Thank you all for not being butts and joining in on the community because you know what? We wouldn't be what we are without you. You inspire Absolutely. us to keep going. So, you know, thank you. Thank yeah, you all. Yeah, thank you so much, everyone. And on that note, I say it's a wrap. Yeah. And I'm Lex Lutz. I'm Matt Peters. Be excellent to each other. Yeah. Bye.